0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode.
1: Matt, you wanted to talk about cryptocurrency being targeted by the Biden administration. It was a couple of weeks ago that there were headlines saying, in three weeks, the Biden administration will release an executive order regarding cryptocurrency. And it wasn't saying anything else
0: about it. And apparently, they're still not saying anything else because we're still another week or so away from that. And happening. basically, what the article says, quoting uh, Yahoo here, uh, the article says next week he's expected to. So they're, at least they're keeping their timeline on track. Okay. If it was a couple of weeks ago, they started talking about doing it in three weeks, and two weeks have passed, and now we have one week. That would, uh, you know, that would be a few. So uh, yeah, they're, uh, What the idea is that he's going to issue an executive order telling all of the various departments of government to do their own studies on cryptocurrency and then uh, work with the Treasury to uh, urgently study the possibility of a central bank digital currency.
1: Well, they're already studying that. Oh, yeah. There are uh, I have a feeling
0: the studies are completely done. The plans are all in place, and this is just the uh, lead up.
2: And that's why it seems weird that they want to study cryptocurrency and then make... A not cryptocurrency, digital currency. <laughs>
0: well, I don't. I think they're banking on most people not understanding that there's a difference between digital currency, which they would issue, and cryptocurrency, which is not controlled by anyone. They can't just track every wallet. They, they'll have a hard time tracking wallets they want to pinpoint. How are they going to track everybody's wallet?
1: Well, they wouldn't be able to, especially on privacy coins like yeah. Monero. Forget about uh, it. Yeah, there's also they're some others time. out there. And I think this may be the time when, you know, I'm not one to make predictions about what prices of cryptos are going to do. But if indeed the federal government gang is going to come down with a whole bunch of regulations and a whole bunch of controls on the cryptocurrency industry, because you're right, Matt, they can't control crypto per se like bitcoin is bigger than the united states bitcoin even if all the miners in the united states shut down tomorrow if they were outlawed or something like that and everybody was afraid and they closed down you know shut down their miners it would still be being mined outside of the united mm-hmm. states in as many countries in the world as possible and bitcoin would be just fine yep. without the, now the us is the biggest mining country i believe right now after china made it illegal to mine. A bunch of the miners left China and went elsewhere, and so the U.S. does have the bulk of the, the hash rate, uh, as I understand it. But So that would be bad, right, for those businesses that had set up and spent money and invested into mining. It would destroy their business if they, you know, if, if, if it were outlawed. But it will not destroy Bitcoin. And I think that was kind of what you were getting yeah. at, right? Um, they can trace Bitcoin. They can do what they call chain analysis on the blockchain, which is, of course, blockchain is the public ledger. It's distributed decentralized apparently i don't know if you saw the news that just today and it's mentioned here in this story from cointelegraph the so-called justice department the same people that raided our house 11 months ago uh in the crypto six case over cryptocurrency related false you know victimless crimes they are now creating their own agency or interagency or whatever that is going to uh, track and seize digital assets connected to, you know, cryptocurrencies. So they are they're like a special division. They're forming in the FBI or the Justice Department specifically to go after people's cryptocurrency.
0: So. Yeah. Again, good luck to them. Not really, but that's going to be a pretty high hill to climb for them. Well, I mean, if people aren't careful with their
1: keys... So yeah, then sure. It's actually pretty easy for them to take their stuff. I mean, yeah. they just they just did the biggest bust ever. uh What was it? Last week there it was, was a, like
2: four billion dollars yeah, worth of crypto.
1: Four and a half billion dollars worth of cryptocurrency. The largest financial that, seizure. That couple in New York uh-huh. City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, saw that. That was the that was the FBI, or yeah, whatever. And
0: how did they get their keys?
1: Uh, apparently they put them, allegedly, right? We're, we can only go with what the FBI report said, apparently the male of the couple had stored the keys in some sort of an encrypted file on a public On the cloud. Uh, yeah, on, on the cloud. Are you
2: kidding yeah. me?
3: Have you
2: guys talked much
3: about the, um, uh, the DEA and their fight with uh, the New Hampshire state government?
1: Uh, no, what's going on?
3: Uh, so this was uh, actually one of your people over at Free Keen reported this. Uh, is this great new writer on Free Keen that you guys have? I forget her name, but she's wonderful.
1: Uh, Kate Parker, maybe?
3: Yes, she's been following, you know, just hard news and stuff like that, and you know, um, from a liberty perspective. And so the uh, the the state has been trying to stop the DEA from having access to the New Hampshire opioid database, and uh, the I guess an appeals court has just ruled against the state. And there's been, now they're saying the DEA can can look at the at, look at that database.
1: And what is this database?
3: Know, I'm a little vague on that. It probably has to do with when you you know go to the pharmacy and get a prescription for an opioid or so what, you know, or, or whatnot. Uh, mm. And uh, so they, it's, just, it's just yet another, you know, case where the central government is running roughshod over the state and yet another grievance uh pointing towards new hampshire independence
2: definitely i man. if it's not voluntary i wish there wasn't a opioid database
4: so i have a question i was thinking about this as far as the, the state being able to control crypto but i don't know enough about crypto but i have an idea where i think they can control it and so if you could let me know how this would work if this idea would work or not work okay, okay. Sure. so so let's say, uh, so businesses have, uh, so let's say the government says, okay, we are going to uh, only allow authorized software to be able to ch- uh, exchange uh, Bitcoin from, with businesses to private individuals. Similar to like, I think Derek J and Steven Zellinger have an app or something that helps to facilitate businesses to accept crypto, right? Mm-hmm. So some kind of software like that, where they say only authorized ones are allowed, so number one, uh, you know, legit business that has a license needs to use this particular software or, so, or you know, they may have a list of softwares that are authorized. Hmm. And then all they have to do then, can they not just uh, block or let's say red flag certain uh, addresses? So like, let's say there's a GoFundMe for this campaign or whatever, and a Fed can just put that QR code as well as, you know, on Facebook and see it and get the whole Bitcoin address and then just have that address red flag throughout all of their systems.
2: Ultimately, they can't stop people from just being like, oh, I have an Edge Wallet on my phone. Oh, I have an Edge Wallet on my phone. I want to pay 20 bucks for your syrup. And okay, sounds good. They can't Uh, stop
1: that. Interac e-transfer, according to Wikipedia, is a funds transfer service between personal and business accounts at participating Canadian banks and other financial institutions. So this sounds to me like something that we have in the United States. There's a couple of these sorts of things. Um, The name is escaping me at the moment, but it's a between banks... There's this thing that that allows people to send money back and
0: forth that basically yeah. does it over the this ACH. This article says that System. Interac is trying to get into the U.S. market, and they are working with uh, NICE, NYCE. You might see that on the back of your debit card.
1: Zelle, that's the one I'm thinking Zelle, of. Z-E-L-L-E. Yeah. Uh, in the U.S., mm-hmm. there's a big oh. thing between the major banks where it's, I don't know why, you know, what it exactly is. It just seems it to kinda be seems some like sort of
2: Venmo. But yeah, my bank account has that. My yeah. like USAA bank account has that where I could just easily send it to like my friend's bank account if I needed to.
1: Yeah, it's some sort of banker corporation that inter- interacts between the, the banks. So I, I
0: suspect that's exactly what you're talking about, just the U.S. Yeah. version of it. And one of the things this guy's worried about is I, I think the government would have a hard time getting its hands on somebody's particular wallet address. They started this or they used this thing for
1: the first time called the Emergencies Act earlier this week. That was formerly
2: uh, named the War Measures Act.
1: Something like that. Yeah. And so this apparently the first time that it has been invoked at least under Justin Trudeau. And one of the things that this thing is allowing is banks to freeze people's accounts without having to go to the government first and without having any kind of financial liability. For doing so, so if they freeze, wow. yeah, if they freeze your account and something bad happens to you, you know, you lose a business, you know, lose business or something like that. There's no liability on the banks part for doing that, even so if they got it wrong.
2: Is this just as many as long as they want? It's in- enacted the War Measures Act.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know all the details, Bonnie. I mean, not, I haven't read it. And I'm sure none of our hosts have read the thing. We don't live in in. Canada and I suspect most people in Canada haven't read it either, just because who can read these things? I mean, they're usually hundreds, if not thousands, of pages long. It wouldn't surprise me if it was one or the other of those. Um, but you know, I for, I did hear something the other day on uh, one of the live streams out of Ottawa that it may only require twenty members of their parliament to undo it. Mm. So it's possible that it may may not last. But again, we'll see. The reality is, if people are having their accounts frozen, we're going to hear about it, right?
2: If, if people are getting their accounts frozen, you know what they need to do—they need to all go on strike. Just stop working; they're not—they don't—they can't use their money anyway. Stop working, uh—you know, stop helping the goods move across the United States that everyone, including the government, mm-hmm. needs.
1: Yeah, there are. Uh, I mean, sorry, I meant to say Canada. There are obviously ways for people who don't have a bank account to to live. I mean, there's unbanked people right now in the U.S. and in Canada that do not have a bank account.
2: Yeah, but a lot of their money just got stolen. Maybe temporarily. You mean if their
1: accounts are frozen? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a real inconvenience. I mean, if you're trying to pay the rent, you're trying to get the bills paid, get get food on the table, uh, feed your family, and then all of a sudden, and and you had all your eggs in one basket, meaning that you only had money in a bank account, you did not have Crypto. you know any cryptocurrency or any cash on hand or anything anything silver. else, then yeah, you're you would really be hurting uh, in this case. And that brings us to an important point here, and that is, don't keep all your eggs in one basket. I mean, the the idea of a bank account is, in theory, convenient if it worked the way that they advertised it to. If it were there and it was reliable and you could use it, it is a very convenient concept. Now, of course, we know that banks are a big pain in the ass and they screw things up all the time. They charge you for things you didn't ask
2: for. They don't send your wires for no reason.
1: Well, apparently one of the organizers of the Freedom Convoy has been arrested uh, now, it wasn't a name that I recognized, but apparently he is considered one of the key players. We've heard the name of Tamara Lich and B.J. Dichter, and that is not—neither of those two have been arrested at this point. However, they have arrested someone by the name of Chris Barber, and this, according to various different new quote-unquote news sources, this one is the actual government propaganda arm in Canada, the CBC— Uh, By the way, it is Ian here with you tonight. And Bonnie. And Matt. The CBC reporting that Chris Barber has been arrested. He is a key organizer of the so-called Freedom Convoy that has occupied Ottawa streets for three weeks. According to uh, the police, he's been arrested. In fact, there's video and uh, images here of the arrest happening. He is currently in police custody and is expected to face criminal charges. They're not even saying what this guy has been arrested for.
2: Well, in New Hampshire, sometimes people just get arrested and then their charges come later. So. That is pretty
1: unusual, though it did happen to Footloose, yeah. somebody <laughs> that we know. That, that's very, very unusual. Normally when they arrest you, you can say, what am I being arrested for? And they usually have to give you an answer. Yeah, yeah but they did
2: that, that to Footloose and they did that to the nine that were arrested on October 19th at the at New News. They didn't
1: tell them what it was for?
2: Until later. Remember, they didn't give them the normal paperwork mm-hmm. that they normally get when they get bailed out of jail.
1: And if you uh, don't leave the no-go zone after they set it up and they tell you to leave, you'll be arrested for that, too. So it sounds to me like they're starting that process by cordoning off, as they say here, the city with 100 checkpoints. So that's like total police state kind of stuff here. That's going to take a lot of police and they appear to be getting them from the outside uh, appear to be RCMP officers also who are doing local policing now they're like basically deputizing the FET, the FBI to do whatever it is the city of Ottawa wants them to do.
0: which the reality is it always has been a police state. Sure now they're just tearing the the covers off of it you know they're they're pulling out pulling it out from yep. under the tarp so everybody can see it now. Uh,
1: interim police chief Steve Bell
0: because the other guy just
1: decided he, he was gonna retire
2: yeah
1: uh, this week. He says, it's time to go. Speaking at a news conference, told the protesters. That's
2: my number one least favorite phrase the Canadian government keeps using. Uh, I saw, well, not it's time to go, but it's time for us to leave the streets of Ottawa. They keep saying it's time, like they're talking to toddlers, and the Mm. toddlers are being rowdy, and okay, guys, it's time to clean up your mess. It's really disrespectful to talk to humans like, I mean, grown-up humans like that. Sure. But um, that's how
0: they thats how they see people. They see yeah. people as children. And they're the parents, mm-hmm. and those are the children.
2: Yeah. D- Doug Ford and Trudeau have been saying that constantly.
1: Some number of dozens of yellow-jacketed cops are shown in this footage coalescing around apparently a man who is being carried by police. Uh, at least that's the way it was described. I couldn't see it in the video because the cops are so encasing of what's actually going on. Like they're surrounding the actual arrest. Yeah, they don't
0: want you to see what they're doing.
1: Correct. Uh, and there's a bunch of people around to witness it, in theory. But they are doing. The cops are doing everything they can to keep people away. To stop the cameramen from being able to record what's uh, what's happening, and they ultimately end up threatening some of the other camera uh, camera people, mm. demanding that they move back.
2: And people who are doing something good always threaten people filming them,
1: right? Uh, so they push successfully push the camera people back. There's like a huge throng of cops just in the way, in general, just standing around the arrest that's that's uh, tr- that's going on, and the Canadian folks that are there who still outnumber the police from, from what I'm seeing. The people that are just on the ground uh, witnessing this are just quietly recording. You know, there's not anyone, I'm not hearing anyone shouting out, like, you know, stop it. Stop hurting that man. Why are you doing this? Like a lot of us would like if, you know, we're, we're trained as cop blockers here in, Mm -hmm. uh, in Keene, New Hampshire. And if the police are doing something to violate somebody's rights, we're going to say it. He's claiming he wants this to end peacefully, However, we know that they are threatening violence and they're using violence. For the second day, the police are handing out warnings of potential criminal charges and the possible seizure of vehicles. But on Kent Street, amid the rows of humming trucks being refueled by volunteers with jerry cans, there sat a toilet with a sign directing police to put their tickets inside (laughs) of it. That's great. Which is awesome. These guys have a good – the the protesters got a good sense of humor there. The fencing – new fencing was erected on Parliament Hill's side of Wellington Street next to the demonstrators' encampments, and police from Quebec had arrived to help. So they are definitely – They're
0: importing thugs and scumbags.
1: Increasing numbers. And that actually goes to uh, a point that somebody else made earlier this week on the air. I think it was nobody who said protesters should consider – Divvying this protest up and going to some of the other cities, if they're going to bring all the cops left, right, yeah, if you're going to bring all these cops in from Toronto and from Quebec, and uh, you know they're they're out of their cities, so why not just go to where they're not take the take the protest, split it into two?
0: Kind of a good idea on nobody's part.
1: So we'll see uh, how this develops. Trudeau this week became the first Canadian leader, so called, to invoke the Emergencies Act. Parliament Hill surrounding the uh, the surrounding parliamentary precinct and several government buildings have been declared off limits for public assemblies
5: they are starting to investigate the donors that have made donations to the the trucking thing they, 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 and they they're investigating bitcoin and Personal accounts, and then they're going to turn that over to information to somebody, but I can't remember who they said.
0: Which to me sounds just like more threats. They're trying to defund it by getting people, uh, you know, scared, woman, apprehensive okay. of sending money.
5: What's well, that? may have, but it was a woman that she's somebody from the government. There, uh, like I said, it just caught me off guard, and I was just on NPR radio. And you know, can you imagine how those people must feel? They. Thought they were free, and now it's coming to light how they're being treated. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think you're referring to the clip that we played earlier to, uh, tonight on this program. It was a financial top bureaucrat in Chris Canada. Freeland. Something like that. Yeah, certainly not a free... I bet uh, it
5: was, but I was just shocked. I mean, I thought some of those things couldn't be traced.
1: Well, uh, cryptocurrencies, some of them cannot be traced.
5: I think that the fact
2: that Americans have guns is the only reason that we're not like Australia right now, mm-hmm. because I just don't think that it could happen like that. in in that sense, I think that people in the United States owning guns is somewhat of a, a protest in its in itself.
1: True. The I government
2: mean, wouldn't try the same exact way that the Australian government tried it. It they certainly just makes
0: things trickier. Yep. And
2: yeah. all those Democrats buying guns in 2020
1: made it real hard yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i'm i'm against violence as a, a solution to things but i do think that there is something to the fact that simply the ownership of guns you don't have to threaten anybody yeah
2: it's just self-defense just,
1: just having enough people with guns out there is a deterrent to the government and i was it's to, not a big deterrent but it's enough to make a difference between here and australia right.
2: i was kind of um black pilled right after the raid and i was saying things like On the show, I was saying, I think that having guns just puts you in in danger because like they will just raid your house and use the excuse of, oh, you had guns in your house. But the thing is, if everybody had guns, they wouldn't be pulling stuff like that.
0: Well, I don't know. I think you're kind of right on that because the ATF came to that raid. Yeah. And guns had nothing to do with the raid. Yeah. However, and guns weren't mentioned in the warrant. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the ATF guy was here. I don't think he was supposed to be here. Oh, he but was. He showed to be up here. In, oh, why? Because they knew you were here. There is no such thing as a good cop. Mm-hmm. How can mm-hmm. these these got cops are people who will do anything they're told, yeah. and you can tell the good ones because they, they quit. quit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because this the good cops aren't around arresting these other cops. Nope. Right because uh, they will be turned against they will be considered going against the thin blue line absolutely and the thin blue line will then turn against them
0: and their family members and they know it So, so that's a gang that's a yeah. real gang you do not turn against that gang that's or right. you are in trouble
2: i'm pretty sure that they are all compl- uh it's almost like they've been through the fire now and only the worst of the worst exists on the police force i'm pretty sure it's the same way in canada because sure. they have black lives matter um protests and stuff like that going on in canada too in 2020 and people talking bad about cops and realizing stuff about cops mm-hmm. finally publicly and a lot of people are cops in the united states quit and then on top of that and
1: it's hard to find new ones by the way
2: on top of that um all the mandates a lot of co- cops quit over the mandates so all the ones that's that are true. left are the died in the wool the most horrible, obedient bad awful human beings yeah, yep. yeah
0: that's true
1: Uh, You're referring to like the cities where in some cities in the U.S., uh, New York City and Chicago, for instance, come to mind. The police unions are actually against the mandates. Yeah, Chicago. And New York City said, well, look, you know, you either get the vaccine or you're going to be out of a job. And we actually never ended up seeing what happened.
2: Yeah, they would not talk about it on any mass media.
1: Trudeau says he did not invoke the act to deploy the military to suspend fundamental rights. or Probably
2: because the military said they won't do it. Well, that's what the
1: rumor is. But did anyone? That actually wasn't a see- rumor.
2: We read it on the air, where the, there was a guy from the military saying, "We will. We are not doing the uh, the cops' job."
1: Right, but that's going to be different than if the 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 whole country, you know, the federal government calls them in, mm-hmm. right? So that that was back when the Ottawa police or the Ottawa mayor was reaching out and saying, "Can you send troops in?" Mm-hmm. And they said no. But if it comes from Justin Trudeau's office. maybe
2: Maybe a lot of them don't want to do it so i sure hope so maybe it'd be hard
1: and i hope that we don't get to find out but at this time they're you know they're acting as though they're not going to use the military and he claims trudeau claims he did not invoke the act to suspend fundamental rights or limit freedom of expression but that's exactly what that's exactly what they're doing Exactly
0: what he did it for
1: so talk is cheap actions speak louder than words uh, so let's see. Uh, they're talking about how, you know, it's time. This needs to stop, etc., etc. The Canadian Civil Liberties Union said Thursday it's taking the government to court. The group says it had not met the legal threshold to invoke the act. So the uh, equivalent of, uh, I presume, the ACLU there is saying you guys aren't even allowed to do what you're doing.
3: The Ukraine, uh, you know, last time I heard uh, they didn't want to go to war. But Biden seems to be sending our troops all over the place. And it just seems like a smoke screen. What do you guys think? Because I've got like six different things they're trying to smoke screen. Well, I mean, definitely
1: the U.S. government wants to whip up the war. I mean, they, they love themselves a good war. They, they want people to support war. Uh, they want the war to happen because they want the military industrial complex to be shuffled even more money than they're currently being shuffled. And uh, it's all about the politicians scratching the backs
0: of their buddies and punishing their enemies. Yep. Who was it that said? Uh, someone famous at one point said, "War is the health of the state." I believe Randolph Bourne.
1: I think might is that be right? The, if I if Who's I recall you? correctly, I don't know. Uh, I just, that's just the name that pops to mind. It's a, it's an old quote.
2: Yeah, I've heard it uh, too, but I didn't know who.
1: It goes way back. Uh, but, um,
2: one thing that I keep thinking of is I don't know all the details, but right before. Biden got elected, or maybe right after, all that stuff came out about Biden's son having some type of business, like shady business deals in Ukraine. Yeah, it that was right. like
0: a power company or something that he
1: yes. was I think Biden
2: with. was involved too, so like, what if that has something to do with well, this?
0: what I understand is Biden uh, threatened to shut down some support for Ukraine if his son wasn't added to the board of directors of, of this, this giant thing. energy company. And I enjoy the Russian to, uh, Russia Today
1: news coverage because they are not afraid to talk trash about the American government on their their news system. Now you can't trust them as far as you can throw them as far as reporting on Russia. Right,
2: but they did report about how um, the United States came out with a faked report that the Syrian government was using chemical weapons on their own people, and the the media here was using that to push war with. Or going and invading Syria. Mm-hmm. so And
1: you're in, saying RT told the truth about it?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, they could be doing the same thing here with Ukraine, just faking stuff. Oh, uh, Russia's going to invade and we, that's why we need to get behind this and, you know, you Americans should be backing us going to war. <laughs>
1: Little has changed on the ground near Ukraine's borders, however, after the announcement of a partial withdrawal, quote unquote, of Russian forces by Putin. Tuesday, only two units have officially departed from Crimea for their home bases. Meanwhile, analysts from the conflict intelligence team told The Guardian they had identified a new shipment of rocket artillery being unloaded at Kursk in southern Russia. U.S. reports have mostly said this week marks the beginning of a window when Russia could launch an operation rather than predicting the day it would take place. Place. in russia coverage of the buildup is less focused on the movement of tanks and missiles than on the information battle where the main aggressors are seen as western officials and media reporting breathless predictions of all-out war or false flag attacks
0: you just heard highlights from the latest episode of free talk live you can download full episodes subscribe to our podcast listen live and more all for free at freetalklive.com.